Shop Podcast returns to Sunday evenings as November, nondescript November, I call it, chugs along. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Barry Murphy, joined as always by my ever dependable co host. First of all, Paul Griffin. Hello. Secondly, joining us, Mr. Joe Towner. Hi there, Barry and Paul. Hi, Joe. Joe is um joe is still uh my headsetless yeah um he's still he's still doing things what, what i'm going to call the old school csp way which is just us shouting at our our laptops maybe one of us has a poxy video game headset we've popped on that's worth about 11 quid uh um, yeah paul's got a microphone in a cup okay i i did used to record it that way that's true. Wasn't it a rock star? Not a rock star. Was it we've we've come it? we've we've come a long way, lads. We don't have the money or the listenership to <laughs> to represent us, but we have come a long way. Yeah, guitar hero microphone in a mug. <laughs> that, that was legitimately how I used to do it. Um, and probably for a good what, two years, three <laughs> three years. That's how I used to do it. Yeah, um, I, uh, I to, to be fair, I am currently using. A video game uh, related headset to do this show, right. but it was like a hundred quid. So if it didn't plug into my tablet, I'd be livid. Yeah. I, it, it, it better do more than one thing for that money. It's a bit like when Paul Heyman used to edit ECW in his parents' basement, um, <laughs> except we're still in the basement. I think, to be fair, I think I think I moved out of my mom's house quicker than Paul Heyman. Yeah, probably. So fair play to me on that one. Um, I'm, we got using, to show. I'm using a Logic uh, LS, oh, sorry, LHSOV BK14 headset, uh, which if you look up on Amazon, let's see how much that costs. Probably a tenner or some shit. Isn't it? Um, there you go. Ah, my fucking web browser's not working. Oh, sorry to start, bring the show to a crawl here. Uh, Amazon. Amazon. Uh, it has a 4.8. Uh, oh, hang on. That's the wrong one. Never mind. Delete all of this where I, st- I started talking about my headset. Pointless. Go on. Anyway, what are we, what are we talking about? Um. So anyway, headsets and all that. We're back We're back on our bullshit, our Sunday night bullshit. Yeah. Uh, we've got a show coming up here. We're going to talk about some life golf. We're going to talk about uh, some telly. And a uh, decent amount of wrestling news this week. Uh, what about you, Joe? Do you want to kick off the old life golf? What have you been up to? Oh, um, busy, busy. Um, was out Friday night for leaving drinks. Had about 10 cocktails, which Ooh. is fucking deadly because they don't taste of anything. So you just, ah, let's have another one. Have another one. Have another one. And then you realise that you, you can't feel your face. Um, so that was good. Work got home. Woke up about 5am. It was pissing down with rain. And there was a really loud drip um, outside my bedroom window. Um, so it woke me up. And I couldn't get back to sleep. So I just got up at 5am on Saturday and uh, tidied the flat. Went to Sainsbury's. Yeah. Um, had an Ikea delivery. Um they finally delivered a bed, dining table, okay. uh, a few other bits, coffee table to the house. So I spent Saturday hungover building a bed by myself. 
Um, nice. Uh, but it's all good. I've got it up in a few hours, and um, uh, I'm in it now, having a little uh, snooze while I do CSP. It's very comfortable. Yeah. Uh, or memory foam mattress, so that's good. You're a lot. You're a lot more functional when hungover than I typically am. Um, yeah. I got Fair well. Point. I got a real like burst of adrenaline at five a.m. Mm. Then I went to Sainsbury's at about eight, and as I walked okay. in the door, I just kind of fell apart, and I was like, "Oh god, this was a terrible mistake." Um, it all it all kind of kicked in, so I had to wander out. I spent about fifteen minutes looking for washing up gloves. Mm. Couldn't find the fuckers anywhere. You'd think they'd be next to the fairy liquid, but no, um, no, couldn't find them anywhere. Couldn't be bothered talking to one of the. No, but, well, I mean, who, who wants to do that? I mean, come oh, on now. Nah, 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 nah. So, yeah. Rest, rest assured, they don't want you to talk to them either. I mean, let's be real. No, no. Obviously, I wouldn't if I worked there on that. So, yeah, um, that was good. Um, other than that, going away Tuesday uh, to California. So, Ooh. got to pack and get things ready uh, for a special event that's happening there. Uh-huh. It's not, re- not WrestleMania. <laughs> I was gonna say, so I was mid, 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 middle of November. I wouldn't have thought so. That, but it would be, it, it would be a swerve. Yeah, I'm going to Survivor yeah. Series. Where okay. is Survivor Series? I actually don't even know. Texas, I think, is it? I that's one thing I never pay attention to, and I kind of never have, unless it's one of the, like Madison Square Garden or something. I never know where pay per views are. I don't, I don't even understand how that's a thing that people can kind of. Just know off the top of their head. Like, where's the yeah. series happening? I have no idea. Yeah, it's WrestleMania, other than that. Well, that's because WrestleMania, they talk endlessly about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, like, WrestleMania in New Orleans, WrestleMania uh, Orlando. It's not Survivor Series, yeah, Texas or whatever. It's just Survivor Series. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, anyway, I've been working on something in the week. Uh, you Something CSP related. Um, Ooh, you're training to join OTT. <laughs> if you go to chairshoppodcast.com um, yeah. right this minute, you'll see at the top left-hand corner of the uh, screen, as, uh, beside where the usual email link is, although you don't need to use the email link if you want to email me, and you can just scroll down to the front page, and you have the email form there. There's a button now that says All. Now, this is a work in progress. It's not finished yet. But if you click on that all, uh, it takes you to a Mediafire folder that contains every single artwork and every single episode we've ever done. Mm. Um, Just because the process of me uploading all the episodes to the website proper, like blog post by blog post by blog post, is just so laborious. Whereas this one, I could just like grab, copy and paste 500 files. Um, I will still try and get them up on the website the normal way, because I, I do want that to happen. But in the meanwhile, for anyone who just wants to grab uh, the ran- a random episode uh, with the artwork, if you want that for some reason, um, they're currently being put up on there. I, I have about, of the 370 episodes or whatever we've done, I think I have about 300 up. So there's still, if you scroll through the list, you'll you'll see there's definitely some some uh omissions there's some files that are missing but that's because it's not finished uploading yet if you're listening to this um tuesday wednesday thursday maybe by that time uh everything will be up as of now as of sunday evening 
as we are uh, recording this, not everything is up yet. Just there, some of the the more recent files are not. But I think the first hundred are up there in their entirety, definitely from one to one hundred. And then there's a few scattered missing ones from there until until now. So that's kind of it was just my little project to have this backup. Um, of all the artworks and all the episodes, just to have it, you know, in the event my laptop ever broke and I hadn't finished uploading them. Um, and then I thought, you know, I might as well just make it something that's kind of accessible to anybody who would want them. So they're up there. If anybody ever wants to take one, you, again, you go to chairshoppodcast.com and you click on the all link at the top left-hand corner. That'll take you. And you can download episode... Uh, 67 you can download episode 122 um, the only thing is that you don't have obviously is you don't have the descriptions of each episode um, well who cares yeah, which, is why, which is why I put the artworks up as well because then you can at least have some kind of idea which one is which but otherwise yeah. they're, they're just named CSP followed by like 001 for episode 1 all the way down to 370 whatever it is so they're all listed uh, alphabetically in this way every episode is CSP Number, number, number. That's what I've been doing the last couple of days. Paul, Paul puts a, a bizarre amount of effort into maintaining that site and uploading uh, everything uh, relative to the amount of praise he gets. Fair play to him. Um, <laughs> Thanks. So that's good. Uh, like uh, Joe... Uh, yeah. I will not be around next week, although I will most likely be around in time for this show. Um, but yeah, in the middle of the week, me and the missus are going to old Dublin. Old um, Dublin too. Old Dublin there now, the, the, the capital, the big smoke. Uh, we're going to see the Killers in concert. Um, oh yeah, baby! Woo! That's right. I mean, that's very much me. That is kind of who I am, you know, so... Um, yeah, you're coming out of your cage and you're feeling just fine. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> All the hits, yeah. Is, are you lads the killers? This is, this is, this is, you know, I'm, I'm doing a double take here. Uh, but yeah, we're, uh, we're going up for that next week, which should be fun. Uh, you know, we're, we've already planned out our meals and where we're going to eat and drink. Which mm-hmm. is kind of the main draw, and and I personally, I'm just looking forward to only having three days of work um, next week because it's uh, the gig is on Thursday, so we're going up Thursday and stay in the night. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I'll be back next week though to talk about that. I actually, I don't think I'm actually going to miss. Let me think. Is there a CSP? Oh wait, no, there's two more. <laughs> I was going to say I don't think we're going to miss another CSP for the year. I'll probably miss at least two. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the next OTT weekend, I'll be staying in Dublin, so I, I won't be here for that show. And the f- following weekend, I will also be in Dublin again, Kira. Um, bloody love Dublin, lads. I just love paying, you know, seven quid for a pint. It's just my favorite thing in the world. Um, so, yeah. so that's Other than that, life got pretty pretty dull. Uh, I didn't get shit-faced at the weekend, unfortunately. Um, did, did a lot of housework, you know, did a lot of washing. A lot of drying and all that other stuff, you know, all that all, all that big boy stuff that I do, um, and, and yeah, so so no other life golf developments. Paul, what about you? Anything else before we move on? Um, I was just at a meeting with Natty on Wednesday or Tuesday. No, it was Tuesday. Um, just about her uh, anxiety and depression issues and 
that went mm. that went very well. So, um, a li- little bit light at the end of the tunnel now. So we're we're, we're good. We're happy with that. That was just on uh, on Tuesday. I took the day off because we went into Selbridge to meet with um, uh, counselors and a CBT specialist. So mm. fingers crossed, everything turns out well. But yeah, it's been a, a fairly good week. Um, went up to her parents' house down on Friday for uh, a nice day because she also volunteers on Saturday mornings at a pet grooming place just to get kind of work work experience there. So I went up with her and then while she was doing that, I went to the cinema to see a couple of movies, um, which I'll talk about later on today. Not that any of them were particularly good. Um, and that was kind of my week. That was kind of it. Just work. And that, the typical, the usual. Quiet week for us lads here. Um... But yeah, I guess we can uh, move on there from the weeks. Um, what else we got here on the agenda? Let me double check here. A bit of telly guff uh, this week. I've watched a bit of telly. Paul, have you watched any telly? Uh, I watched South Park. That's it. Oh yeah, any good? Yeah, South Park's been really good this season. Yeah, That's good. That's it. Uh, Joe said he has, he's noted here he has not watched any telly. Uh, I had a big catch-up on Nathan for you um this most recent season uh, I watched the third la- I watched all the last three episodes including the 2 hour finale and the 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 two previous episodes were fantastic they were really really funny and I was like this is this is a really good season and then I watched the finale which just defied belief it was so ridiculously great and next level I think the, I think I think the the word to sum up this season is just extra. Nathan has been so thoroughly extra and unnecessarily over the top in in the schemes and the developments that have gone on. It's been hard to put into words, but it, it was an amazing season, um, and the finale was you know a, a two hour episode of Nathan View. I mean, I, I kind of thought, mm, does, how does that work? Does that does it hold up that long? Especially because it's one it's one subject. I was a bit I was a bit dubious about it, but it, it definitely paid off in a way that was a fitting end of the season. And I actually wouldn't mind if that was the end of the show. It was so good. Um, so yeah, that was that was insanely great. Um, but yeah, that was it really for telly for me. I uh, I have not watched any Stranger Things in a week um, or anything else. Oh, me and Kira finished Big Mouth uh, on Netflix, which is you know just a fantastic show. Um, uh, really, really glad I watched it. Definitely a, a huge recommendation to, to to anyone who has a who has a Netflix subscription, which is a lot of people. Uh, so if you're looking for a laugh, watch watch Netflix. Uh, no, don't watch Netflix. Watch Big Mouth on Netflix. Um, yeah, that's my only telly guff uh, there for this week. Uh, so if either of you two lads have watched anything else, we can move on to the old movie guff. Yeah, sounds good. Well, but I haven't seen anything. What have you? Uh, what have you seen? Oh. Well, I'm, I'm bringing all the movies this week. Um, on Friday night, as I said, we were in uh, Natty's parents' house, and uh, she was go- she was up early, so she had an early night, and I wasn't tired, so I said, you know what, I'm going to take a, have a little look on Netflix, see what's going on over there, and uh, I think this is the first time I've kind of looked at Netflix on my phone um, since I watched I think I watched Tony Darko on Netflix about six years ago on my phone. So I, I turned on Netflix on the phone. I still have the app for some reason, even though it's something I would very rarely, if ever, use. And now they have this, um, as I'm sure everyone knows except me, 
uh, they have this like download films option where you can. Yeah. 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 So I said, yeah, I'll give that a try. And I was looking through the uh, the list of movies which are available for download. And I don't know why. Maybe it was just because I was kind of, you know, getting to bed. I didn't exactly want to watch a very heavy movie. Nor did I want to watch a very, you know, visually interesting movie. Because I was going to be watching it on my little my little phone. Um, I picked uh, Get Hard as the movie to watch. Starring Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell. Why? I don't know. I don't know, it was just kind of there. I said, you know... By the uh, way... Go on. On the subject of, uh, of uh, Will Ferrell, I think we've talked a little bit about Will Ferrell what, on the is, show. Is, you know? he, is he a diddler, is he? He, he? he has not been outed as a diddler, so so okay. so some some of our heroes remain safe from the um, uh, the conspiracy. From um, But, but um, you know, Will Ferrell... Some good movies, some bad movies. Yeah. I think even if you even if you like his style of movies, which I do, and his style of comedy, which I do, some 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 naff in there, right? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, when I went to see when I went to see Thor last week, which I talked about on this show last week, they showed a trailer for that new film he's in with Mark Wahlberg and John Cena. Daddy's Home Two. Holy Jesus! With John, that looks with John like Lithgow it. and uh, Mel Gibson. John Lithgow and John Cena, the best Johns. Um. <laughs> That looks like the the absolute worst aspects of every Will Ferrell film boiled down, and absolutely none of the positives. That was the most off-putting trailer I have ever seen for any piece of media ever. It was so obnoxious. Um, so yeah, and 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 to be honest, when I saw that, I was like, I don't know what the last Will Ferrell thing I saw was that I saw that I really liked was. Um, uh, let me think. Because like Anchorman Two wasn't that good, and, nah, a bit of a mess. Uh, um, and uh, I mean, he was good in it, but I thought the whole film wasn't very good. Um, Lego Movie probably would be the oh Lego Movie. That's a good one. That's a good. One. But not, like, not really, uh, not really one of his. But no, that's but, yeah. You know, I was gonna say that's not yeah, a Will Ferrell movie. Let's say I'd say probably the best one, last good one might have been. Shit, it might have been Anchorman. <laughs> uh, yeah, it might have been the holy fuck. Yeah, because I, I I really don't I like. Um, my girlfriend, my girlfriend. I think my girlfriend has a higher tolerance for for his stuff than I do, and so she tried to make me watch Step Brothers, which she likes. I couldn't stand it. I oh, it so I, I do like I do like Step Brothers. I, do I like. thought it was so annoying. Uh, she, we tried to watch Talladega Nights. I didn't hate it, but yeah, I also didn't really it's all right. like it. That's okay. It's it's a, it's another one where there's laughs, but it's also so much. It's so much trying yeah. to watch it. Um, uh, yeah. So, but anyway, I didn't mean to. You reminded me of the trailer. I wanted to make mention of it. But uh, yeah, go ahead with uh, Get Hard. Um. So yeah, Get Hard uh, tells a story of a rich uh, stock market guy. I guess Will Ferrell is. He kind of plays the stocks. Um. And he gets framed for like fraud and embezzlement, and so he pairs up with his um, car wash attendant Kevin Hart who like washes his car in at the office where he works okay um to uh to teach him how to prepare for prison life because you see he thinks that Kevin Hart uh as a as a black man has been in jail uh he's racist because he's racist um well he says well I work in statistics and statistically and so Kevin Hart because you see he needs money um, to uh, put his daughter and wife away in a in a nice house away from the bad neighborhood they live in. Uh, he wants to 
you know, get Will Ferrell's money. So he offers to uh, to teach him, even though even though Kevin Hart, remember, has no uh, jail experience because he actually hasn't been to jail. He offers to help Will Ferrell for the low, low price of thirty thousand dollars to help him uh, toughen up for prison. Um, what I would say about it is, first of all, I didn't find it particularly funny. I didn't think it was that bad, to be honest. It was it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it would be kind of the same way Barry thought about Step Brothers, where I was just like, 10 minutes in, I'd, I'd just be hating it. Which I, I yeah. kind of didn't, really. Um, but I would say a good a good 70% of the, the humor in the movie uh, rotates around uh, the fact that men get raped in jail. That's kind of the whole crux of it. That is funny! Um, there's there's one bit where there's one bit where Kevin Hart is kind of given up on the fact that Will Ferrell would be able to uh, like defend himself in prison. So instead, he takes him to a like a gay restaurant to kind of a gay restaurant. What a, 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 a restaurant? Gay bars, but not gay restaurants. Well, it's, it, it's not a bar. A it is gay a restaurant. Um, and tells him to. Um, you know, propose to a man that he will perform an act on him in the toilets. Uh, and I guess the point of it was, if he can't defend himself, he has to prepare to be a to be a a bitch in prison and, and suck a dick and all that stuff. <laughs> and so there's a penis that happens, and yeah, um. It's not. It's not very good. It, it, it was. It was all right at best. It was kind. Of, I. I would give it the kind of same review Barry would to, uh, maybe closer to Talladega Nights than Step Brothers. But it's. Uh, there, there were there weren't too many laugh at all moments. Never mind laugh out loud moments. Um, I think Kevin Hart, his performance was quite good. Like he he was definitely trying his best to make it work. Will Ferrell was kind of on autopilot sleep mode. Whatever you want to call it, um, he just got his paycheck and did did what they pay him for. But he wasn't he wasn't trying his arse to do uh, to do anything extra than that. Uh, so that wasn't particularly good. Um, don't know what else really more I can say about it. Uh, it's okay. just no, not it's just not very funny. <laughs> um, and it is, and although it's a movie that is you know at its core um, racist and homophobic um at the same time i kind of felt like it, it it's more of a kind of naive movie like an innocent movie then is it it never really comes off as super mean-spirited um like they're honestly just doing the joke you know oh, what he, do- he obviously doesn't want to get raped in prison the joke isn't about necessarily homosexuality or or anything like that it's like it, it, it's quite a harmless movie despite kind of how far it goes sometimes um so that was Get Hard. Uh, I then went to the cinema and saw two movies. I saw Murder on the Orient Express. How was that? It's alright. Harmless enough. And I also saw Geostone, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, yeah. Murder on the Orient Express, um, I haven't seen. And I'm talking about the original one. Um, although I did, after I watched the, the new, the 2017 version, I did go out and buy the original on Blu-ray. Because uh, I didn't know this until I kind of had been reading up about it. But um, the original one is directed by Sidney Lumet, who 
directed my favorite movie of all time, 12 Angry Men. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I would say about Murder on the Orient Express is uh, the kind of, the plot of it is, is you know, by far its strongest a- uh, asset in that the actual, like, you know, plot point by plot point murder mystery um, because, of course, it's based on a book by Agatha Christie. That part of the movie is actually very strong. Um, quite a good cast. You have Penelope Cruz, Kenneth Branagh, who are, who also directs the movie, um, Johnny Depp, etc., etc. Uh, Mar- Michelle Pfeiffer, Jane, Dame Judi Dench. Qu- quite a good little cast. Um, uh, what I would say about it is, it, as I was watching it, I did kind of feel like it's a movie that kind of that um it's a very kind of hoity-toity like it, it thinks itself as a very highbrow kind of movie where where even the jokes are very like <laughs> it's like fraser it's a little fraser it's it's a little up its own arse um <laughs> for the most part um also the ending it is a complete disaster like the 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 actual last 20 minutes let's say the 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 whole kind of revelation where it all comes together the paul griffin red zone <laughs> <laughs> well it's like um in, in terms of what the the ending actually is in terms of what the final kind of who done it again revelation is turns out, turns out it was plottle <laughs> That 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 part is okay, right? But what happens is, um, there there's there's like a a fake out at the end where where one character goes, you know, I did it, um, and and explains why he does it, and then it just cuts to a scene where you have all of the characters again sitting at this like long table, almost like the the Last Supper or something, and then Pro just goes on to explain how how that guy who says he did it didn't actually do it, and here's what actually happened, and it's like. Again, I, I, I'm looking at the idea of how the movie is kind of put together and edited together. The fake-out isn't necessarily, like, nonsensical or anything, but it's just that it goes so quickly from that scene to the the actual revelation that you're... I was kind of confused by, like, wait a minute, but didn't he just say he did it and now what's happened? So the the ending was, was very, very messy in that aspect. I, I feel yeah. like, although the, 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 the ending was kind of you know, satisfying, they kind of just kind of messed it up so much that by the end of it, I was, I was a little bit overwhelmed. Um, the actual movie is really nice looking. Obviously, the, the train um, reminded me a lot of the train level in GoldenEye 007, which I kind of made me like it even more. Um, Slow, low CGI budget, so for this. <laughs> um, well, that's... Uh, kind of, especially the scene where Paro just goes around shooting everyone. And they... Ugh! They've all got giant heads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and and Poirot has infinite ammo. Uh. Um, well, the CGI, there, there, there is some CGI, especially close-ups of the train, and the, the CGI is not, not particularly good. Um, it does, though, feel like a TV movie. Um, it does feel like an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Um, rather than this kind of like big budget Hollywood I think movie, it's just like murder mysteries. I I feel like the format just is more. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's more the tone of it than like how it looked or anything like that. But it did feel yeah. very 
you know, like like it'll be it, this will be the kind of movie that's shown on on ITV over Christmas for the next thirty years <laughs> at, at eleven a.m. on a Wednesday. Um, but I'm I am interested in watching the original movie, the nineteen seventies movie. Uh, I don't even know if that is the original one. To be honest, with you. I don't know how many adaptations there have been. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it it was fine. If if you've if you've never seen the nineteen seventy four movie, and this is as it was for me, this was your first kind of exposure to murder, murder on the Orient Express, and you don't know what happens. You've never read the book. You've never seen the you know any of the adaptations. I mean, the mystery is, is quite interesting. You're kind of following the clues along, and there are there are a few logic jumps that are a little too kind of coincidental, rather where where you feel like he's just stumble across stumbling across something rather than really working it out which is supposed to be the character's kind of whole point um and also kenneth Branagh's mustache is horrendous in the movie and it's the most distracting thing <sighs> have Morrow you got, should not have a big mustache have you seen how his character looks in this movie have you seen any oh, like, trailers yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i saw it yeah. oh my god it is it is dreadful um <laughs> it's properly going from like nose to ear it's so big you know um, and in fact, it even curls around his like cheeks, around to the back. It's, it's so dumb. Uh, oh my god! I've just seen a side angle shot of it. That's what I'm saying. It has like it curls right, like yeah. a massage, and then has like the second curl. Um, Why have you done that? I have no idea. Ridiculous! Um, so angry. Yeah, it's 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 very bad. Um, and distracts oh. you the entire movie. And not only that, but he's Kenneth Branagh does this horrendous. Oh no, I am from Belgium accent the entire movie. <laughs> Where it's like, I understand you're directing the movie, you want to put yourself kind of front and foremost. Maybe hire a, a, a Belgian actor in to do that rather than doing a, oh no, there has been a murder on the train. Which is essentially what he does. <laughs> Just this comical French Belgian accent. which is, and, and you can tell sometimes because his, his natural kind of accent does dip in. Almost every sentence he, he he says in the movie. Um, Johnny Depp is quite good in it, though. And Johnny Depp, I I usually can't stand. Um, but yeah, he, he was kind of more more understated uh, rather than being wacky Johnny Depp as he always is these days. Um, so give that a six out of ten. Again, I, I would I would lean towards positive. Um, if I had seen the original first and then saw this one. Depending on how much I liked the original, I might have come down a little bit harder on this one, but I thought I thought it was fine. Um, Get Hard, I give a five, by the way. Okay. So you have a five and a six. And then we have Geo Storm. Geo Storm. So let me tell you about. I tweet. I already tweeted this, so if anybody see my tweet, it'll be spoiled somewhat. But there, there's a part in the movie where two characters are arguing, right? And there's a third character sitting beside them. And one character says to the other character, this is more important than you and me. And the character <laughs> sitting to the side goes, uh, it's you and I. And both of the characters who were arguing go, shut up. And I watched that and I went, you know, you and me is, is correct. Uh, to say you and I in that, in that instance would be wrong. So the movie made a joke out of like correcting it. But it was wrong. It, it, the joke didn't work because the correction was wrong. And it's not a joke about that the person who corrected them was 
an idiot. You know, the, the point was that these two people are arguing, they get corrected and they both turn on the other person. But the correction was wrong. To say this is more important than you and me is right. If you said this is more important than you and I, that is wrong. That's not grammatically right. And that's the kind of movie Geostorm is. Sorry, do you work for Cinema Sins now? <coughs> I cannot reveal my contractual status. <laughs> um, so, so not good, obviously. I kind of like. Well, yeah. I mean, objectively, it's 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 quite bad. Um, okay. Jezza Butler, given his uh, his best American accent. Um, oh no. I kind of just I kind of enjoyed it though, despite its shyness. I what I would what I would liken it to is, you know, I really enjoyed Fast and or or um, Too Fast Too Furious, and I enjoyed, uh, you know, Tokyo Drift and Fast and Furious Four. I wouldn't call them good movies, but they have kind of a a, a schlocky shite charm to them that you can kind of you know, enjoy it this almost despite the movie. I kind of felt that way about Geostorm. I'm kind of a sucker for disaster movies anyway. I really like, you know, Day After Tomorrow and I, I love my, you know, Pacific Rim, Godzilla and movies like that. Um, and even so, I mean, Geostorm is kind of uh, it, false advertising to an extent because a lot of the movie is not like cities getting destroyed. It's just um, Jared Butler in space <laughs> for like 90% of the movie. And then at the end, there's a bit of destruction. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. Although I kind of enjoyed it somewhat, it's not a movie that I would, you know, recommend to anybody. <laughs> um, it's the most predictable movie I've ever seen as well. Um, and this is where okay, I'm gonna say spoilers for fucking Geostorm now. <laughs> Go for it. We're all fine. If anyone wants to wants to not have Ge- Geostorm spoiled, ge- turn down the volume for 15 seconds. Um, the movie starts, and then Ed Harris is in it, and I go, oh, he's the villain, so. And then an hour and 15 minutes later, it turned out I was right. And that's the kind of movie Geostorm is. It's super predictable. There's a, I swear to God, there's a part in the movie, right, where they have, and this is the part in the trailer, so you've probably, if you've seen the trailer, you know this. They're, they're in a car, right, and they, they are kidnapping the president, because the president has the kill codes to stop <laughs> the Geostorm, right? Okay, <laughs> but b- before they before they pick up the president, right? Um, the the guy who who's like this in charge of essentially the whole ge- uh, space geo storm thing, he um, he has to go get the car, and the the his his uh, fiance is taking the president because she works for the secret service, right? And she she takes the president down into his garage, and the guy has got a I swear to God, this is the line in the movie. Uh, as the woman says with like exasperation, what, she has the president uh, like on her arm. Basically, she goes, "What you got a self-driving car? They had nothing else." And the guy was like, "I was in a hurry." And of course, then two minutes later, kind of the whole point is like the bad guys are waiting for them with a with a fucking bazooka, and yeah. uh, and of course the car comes driving up the road, and. I guess we as an audience are supposed to go, oh no, they're going to get killed with the bazooka. But of course, a minute later, or a minute earlier, sorry, they were going, self-driving car, self-driving car, self-driving car. So again, you know immediately what's going to happen. And it, it's a, gonna, yeah. it's super, super, super predictable. But again, in a kind of stupid, 
<laughs> stupidly fun way. I don't know. It's I was kind of laughing half with the movie, half at the movie, but I kind of had had fun, you know. Nonetheless, I mean, Geostorm is a movie that if I if I took my own ratings kind of seriously, we're probably looking at a at a one or a two out of ten. But um, I don't know. I just couldn't bring myself to hate it. I just I just had a good time watching it. It was it was kind of dumb. Um, I mean, kind of dumb is, is maybe understanding. It's a very, very dumb movie. Um, but lots of shit explodes and lots of tidal waves and thunderstorms. and um, But then there's horrible performances and continuity errors and bad CGI. And Jared Butler yeah. is in it as the star. And he's not, <laughs> he's not very good. Um, so, yeah, for me, I'm looking, again, a five or a six out of ten. It, it, it's not good. But... Um, in a in a good way, <laughs> I guess is the best way to sum it up. Um, so there are all the movies I saw. Also, when I went into the cinema um, to see Geostorm, I went to my seat, and it was only a small little um, screen. It was the screen fifteen upstairs in Cineworld. Um, so probably there was only about I don't know fifty, sixty seats in the screen. Uh, and of course, I get I I walk in, I go up to my, and of course, there's someone fucking sitting in my seat, <laughs> you know. Um, so I have big coke under one arm, big popcorn under the other arm, big bag as well with uh, the Blu-rays I had bought, new PlayStation controller as well. That's one thing I don't don't let me forget about talking about the PlayStation controller. Um, okay. So I I I waddle up to my seat and I go, um, sorry, mate. This is me here, or something like that. And he looks up at me. I, I can't even, to tell you the truth, I don't even remember what he said because I was just so chuffed with myself kicking this lad out of my seat. <laughs> I go, that's that's me, I'm F.A. And he and he, he, he grabbed his hat, huffed off, and sat directly in front of me. Um, so <laughs> Stuck the phone book under his arse. <laughs> Put his big Afro wig on. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. He just had a big hoof, but I mean, don't sit in other people's seats. Then the reason you get uh, a ticket, yeah. you get a ticket with a seat on it. Like, go, go sit there. Then don't sit. Fair enough. Fair I was surprised how many people were at Geostorm as well. It was, I would say, the screen was although it was a smaller screen. It was something like 70 percent. Well, Jez Butler is a big, a big draw, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Anyway, that's all the movies okay. I watched. As I, I was going to segue into Game Golf next. Why don't you tell us about your controller? Oh, yeah. Well, um, when we cleaned the guinea pig cage, we let them out to walk around the room while we cleaned their cage. And what happened the other day was I came to uh, play a bit of Horizon. And I picked up the controller and they had the guinea pigs eating off the, the thumbstick parts. <laughs> The rubber, ah. the rubber on the thumbsticks. So, uh, I went into um, Smith's to buy a new controller because uh, in GameStop, a new PlayStation controller costs seventy or sixty-five euro, whereas in Smith's, in Smith's they are fifty-five. So that's ten euro cheaper. Um, I was also looking to buy a Christmas present for uh, my brother, so I went in to Smith's because again that's the cheapest place to buy anything for video games. Uh, yeah. So in GameStop, Shadow of War on the PlayStation 4 is 70 euro. 
Yeah. And in Smith's is 55. Wow. So I went in Smith's uh, with the idea of getting Shadow of War and may- maybe a PlayStation controller. It's, it's, it's not like the, the nibbled-on controllers uh, don't work or anything. It's just, you know, that, that's a thing that happens. So I, I wanted to get a new controller. Um, Shadow of War is out of stock. Uh, they have a sticker on it. You know when you go into, like, GameStop or you go into uh, Smith's or whatever? It had a little sticker on it. It says, out of stock. Back soon. Back soon, yeah. Back soon. Uh, ask a member of staff for uh, pre-order or something like that, okay? Yeah, yeah. So I go up to the, the desk and I say, I'm looking to get Shadow of War on PS4. But I see that you guys are out of stock. And they go, yeah, yeah, um should be getting some in soon maybe maybe next week um before black friday they said i have no idea when black friday is um so i said all right um yeah would i be able to reserve one no we don't do that here and i i said well your sticker over there says <laughs> lit- literally the one that's on shadow of war says out of stock speak to a member of staff to have it you know pre-order yeah, yeah, speak to them so they can tell you that we don't do it. Uh, what what this lady literally said to me was, "Yeah, we have to update those stickers." <laughs> uh, she goes, "Actually, do you have a stationery company's mobile number? Because I could, I could do give them a call. I need, I need new stickers. If I'm being honest with you." So I said, "I, I said, give me." Okay, then. Then later, she sat in your cinema seat. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, give me one of those PlayStation controllers then, and she's <laughs> give me, <laughs> give it, give it me. Um, yeah. She right. Sa- she said, what color do you want? Right. And I originally my my uh, my idea was to get a red controller because right? I yeah. quite like how it looks. But I, I as I was speaking to this person, I became for whatever reason I became like. So aware of the fact that I was wearing a red Man United jersey. <laughs> what does that matter? I don't know, but it was kind of to the point where I was like, "Oh, uh, if I ask for a red one now, is she gonna go? Oh, because you're wearing because you're a United fan. What an absolute <laughs> child!" No, first of all, she wouldn't think that. Second of all, so what if she did? So I pussied out and got a blue one. What? So oh, you God. you. Got something that you wanted less for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, that's the real childish thing is getting hung up on that. I know. Oh my god! I'm glad you didn't get. You don't deserve a shadow of war. <laughs> it's not for me. Uh, here, here. Oh, oh, was that a gift idea? Yeah, it's a, yeah, Christmas. Oh, okay, okay. Did you? Why? Did, now, or maybe you since have? Did you not just go on Amazon? You have to more expensive on Amazon. I find that highly, a highly dubious. All right, well, hang on. Let me go Amazon. I, I'm going to do it right now as well. Like, Amazon.co.uk Amazon. okay. <laughs> Paul, the joke be the independent adjudicator. PlayStation 4 controller. Yes, 4 controller. No, Shadow of War, you, you dingus. Oh. Right. No, Joe, we're looking up Shadow of War, not not the other one. Um, okay, let's see. PlayStation 4. 37 pounds. 75 39.85 I have for Shadow of War. Right? So about 40 euro before shipping. Well, hang on, let me, let me see how much it is for shipping. What's my password? Hang on. Sign in. Deliver to Pugriffin, please. 
Uh, oh, you, can, you can get with free delivery. That's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Midler Mid- Shadow of War. Yeah. Thirty nine eighty five. Yeah, forty eight. Forty eight pounds. Shit, I'm gonna get or forty eight euros. Amazon, Amazon is the place to go for physical games. If you if you want the physical release, I now I have I do occasionally go to to GameStop, but generally speaking, I like to do the old. Okay. Uh, that's not a bad idea. I I shall later on. I shall purchase that. Thank you for the um, tip. What I was going to say is, would you uh, would you not consider? I, again, I don't know your brother very well. I've I've only ever had small talk with him at, at OTG. Would he would he not be? Um, could you not get him something at the next OTT show, a shirt or something? No, he wants Shadow of War. Unless they sell that at OTT. Oh wait, no. Did he did he tell you that? Yeah, I, I you know what do you want for Christmas? Uh, Shadow. Oh, War. I, like, I, I thought I, I thought I thought you were just you know using your intuition as a, as a good brother to know what he likes. No, right? no, no, no. no. They, they have new. They're gonna have new Angel Cruz shirts. You know. Well, I have the purple one already. Well, the the red and the blue ones have new headlines on them. Oh my god, I don't believe it. I so so the game has changed. I still didn't get the first one. I need to. Um, I need to get get that. I I'm just so broke right now. I have like broke as a joke. My next, I've several of the next several few weeks meticulously budgeted to pay my bills. You know, get me to the killers, get me to OTT, buy X amount of Christmas gifts, go on my staff Christmas night out, and I just have no room to deviate and buy an Angel Cruise shirt. I'm very sad about it. But, yeah. Um, well, I was looking looking enough to get the uh, the one at the. The previous show, the purple one that I was wearing at the yeah. last event, and at that at that last show again, I was just being so careful with my money. And after that match, I just wanted to go and buy one so bad, but um, but anyway, yeah. So um, so with your new controller, did you play more Horizon? I did. I've actually beaten the uh, the majority of. I've beaten the main quest, let's say, of the DLC. I'd say I probably I probably about eleven hours into it. Um. And yeah, I I do quite like it. Um, the difficulty is is way ramped up from the the main game. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a few little things they do in it. Like when you you've beaten Horizon Barry, I, you the main game. Yeah, you yeah. you didn't platinum it though. Am I right? No, no. As I did, just get my brag out there. <laughs> I got the platinum in that game, easy baby. Forty two hours. Um. Well, one thing that you do, I don't again, I don't know if you did the quest, right? There's a quest in in Horizon where you collect power cells to unlock this like very strong armor. I uh, yeah, I didn't finish it, but I know the one, yeah. Okay. Well, the ar- the armor essentially just gives you like this shield um which you kind of get damage taken away from your shield which regenerates rather than it being taken away from your health. So it almost makes you like impervious to damage. Um but there are enemies in the new game that are able to deactivate your shield which kind of first of all makes makes it back to how it was originally but also the the enemies are much more powerful because there's a new kind of corruption type um which kind of whacks their levels way up as well as there being new enemies who are all very very difficult <laughs> to beat. um the scorcher frost claw flame claw they're also they're all very hard um uh i also feel like one thing i really like about it is a lot of the the tertiary characters feel a lot more kind of fleshed out and I feel a lot more like real characters rather than just, yeah. you know, frameworks for a quest to be hung on, which I quite like. Like there's, there's one quest early on 
or later on, depending on when you do it, it's a side quest where you go down into this like abandoned um, waterwork factory, and yeah. there's a there's a character down there who's really really great. Um, and yeah, I mean it's it's definitely uh, a great challenge in that it's, it's harder. I, I feel like w- one of my criticisms of the original Horizon as I talked about, what, two weeks ago when I beat it, was that there wasn't really a, a feeling of there being, like, real bosses, or it, it was it was just kind of all repetitive that you're fighting the same enemies again and again. Whereas the DLC does have an enemy that you fight for the first time at the very end of the main story. So they do have, like, a boss battle. And that was very satisfying, where it's like, oh, a new this new enemy. Um, so I like that a lot. One thing that I, I kind of also liked about it is that there, there finally was this kind of moving away from relying on following tracks for quests um yeah. I, th- I think there's maybe one quest in the entire 11 yes. hours i've played it where for five minutes you're following tracks okay um but they really don't rely on that so heavily this time it's a lot more kind of concrete definitive stuff there's also collectibles to collect which i again did in the original one and i did this in this one as well because i quite like that as a little little zelda kind of find the korok you know a little go over here and in this general area you'll find a collectible and i kind of like to do those um so yeah i mean i probably will have it finished completely within a day or so um i probably i'm not going to try and get all the trophies this time just because the difficulty is so ramped up um whereas with the original game i kind of i did all the hunting trials got all the the gold suns or whatever they're called did all of them um and then on this one i tried there is another hunting trial there's another tall neck there's another bandit camp and I tried to do the hunting trial on, on this one. And I got two of the three trials maxed out. And then the third one is just so fucking difficult. Where it's like, they give you six of the toughest enemies in the game. So just imagine you have like two uh, Thunder Jaws, which are the T-Rex ones. Two Rock Breakers. Is that the, the underground one? Whatever they're called. Yeah, and I hated fight it, fighting those. And then two... Um, what else would be tough? Let's say behemoths, right? So you get six of those. Uh, kill all of those in four and a half minutes. And they're all spread out. They're not in the same area. Fucking hell. <laughs> it, is, yeah. it is too hard. Although, since I tried it for the last time, I have got some kind of more beefed out weapons. Um, so hopefully, if, I was a- if I'm able to kind of scrounge together a lot of uh, resources to-, to make ammo, I maybe would be able to do it now. But uh, I feel like the the trials and um, getting each and every little like blue gleam in the game, I feel like that's stuff that I'm not really worried about doing this time. Like I got the Horizon Platinum, I, I did everything that it asked me to. This time I've, I've done the main story, I'm going to do, there is a little um, post-game extra bonus quest which I'm doing now. Um, and I'll just finish up the, the few bits and pieces, but I'm not going to be... Um, grinding for like two hours to get this one trial to get a, a bronze trophy. I'm, I'll just kind of move away from it, you know. Um, just released today as well is the final uh, episode of the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Telltale game. So I'm gonna hopefully play that tomorrow, or the next day as well. Get my uh, get my platinum there, baby. Um, and then, I, like I said, I do have South Park ready to go afterwards. So I'm gonna go right into um, Stick of Truth again. 
blitz through that. I'm not going to 100% it. I'm just going to play through it. And then I'll go on to Fractured Behold. Hmm. And then Mario at Christmas time. Yeah. So I um, I haven't... I was very tempted earlier this week to get that Horizon <laughs> DLC. There was Horizon and Hitman DLC yeah. um, uh, this week. Um, how are you going at Hitman, by the way? I haven't heard you talk about it in a while. Um, no, I, I kind of moved away from Hitman because I, I, I feel like with Hitman, I, I put so much time into yeah. just... I mean, the, the tutorial level alone, I played for like 15 hours or something. <laughs> right. And then I played the Paris level for what must have been another 20 hours. 20. So yeah, yeah, so like 35 hours in, I, I've only beaten the first level, you know? I felt like the, at, at the rate at which I get addicted is not maybe the right word, but I, I, I put way too much time in it. And I kind of had the feeling that, you know, if I just keep playing Hitman at this rate, I'm not gonna play anything else. So I kind of well, put it... Thing, it's, yeah, yeah. It's I put it to the side. Back. I have it there, you know? Yeah, you can go back to it. But um, they put out... Um, so they, they've they said they're gonna announce some, some new stuff, as in some big new stuff next year, which I'm very excited about. I hope that's new maps. But they put out some DLC this week that was like a new campaign on the existing maps. Mm. So it's like a, some kind of some kind of three-part mission that spans the three maps. I was very tempted. I do love Hitman. I haven't played it in ages, but again, I just I couldn't for. I just between that and Horizon, I would like to get them both. But that's you know forty quid for a few more hours on some games I've already put so much time into. So I I, I resisted. Um, I'm I'm kind of slowly coming down off um, the Mario High. Um, I'm obviously now have passed it. I've kind of I'm revisiting all the worlds. I'm getting all the extra moons they add after the credits. Uh, it's still great, but I'm I you know I'm about I'm coming up on 450 uh, moons, which is about the halfway mark. I hear there's about 900 in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think so. I think post credits. You can keep getting moons, and I think you unlock new worlds when you hit certain milestones. I think there's one at 500, so I'm probably going to keep going to that, see what that mo- see what that new kingdom is, and play that for a while. Um, but it's kind of gotten to the point now where I've gotten a lot of, I've gotten all the obvious ones, and I've gotten some of the harder ones. And you know, this won't be a thing where I I go all out and I get 100% of everything because there's so many of them, and some of them are so tough or obscure. But uh, yeah, still still tipping away at it, even though I prefer it on the um, TV, you know, the the docked mode, I have just really grown to love it as a portable game, um, commuting to work, uh, you know, uh, just on the on the the kind of break room couch at work, just, just 15 minutes to squeeze a moon or two in. Um, it's just really fun as that, but yeah, just just tipping away at it. Um, and other than that, yeah, nothing nothing new. I think between now and Christmas, there's going to be a lot of looking back on stuff that came out this year that I haven't touched yet, um, um. And, and and seeing. Well, I never got around to you know what remains of Edith Finch. Ah, um, uh, that's that's mm, that'd be right up there for my favorite game of the year. Yeah, I I really want to get to that. Uh, I want to get Steam World Dig too because I just played the first one this year and it was great. Uh, what else was there? I want to. I heard there's been tons and tons and tons of improvements and additional stuff added to Friday the Thirteenth, which was like a thing. Mm-hmm that I sort of liked, but just couldn't really get into because it was broken and minimal content and the community sucked. And I was just like, but I've heard so many positive things. I want to, I want to give that a little spin before the end of the year again. Um, you know, so, so and uh, basically I think I've, I think I've hit all the, uh, also weirdly enough, the, um, the, 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 the positive buzz for Assassin's Creed this year 
it's kind of making me want to making me want to at least give it a spin, give it a go, you know, see what mm. it's like. Even though I, I'm, I've always been a cynic for that, I've never really liked Assassin's Creed. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think I've, I've pretty much nailed all the big releases this year that I wanted to play. You know, Horizon, Mario, Zelda, uh, Splatoon. Um, lots of indie stuff I want to get to. You know, Edith, Edith Finch, uh, you know, Tacoma, um, uh, Pyre, stuff like that. You know, some kind of shorter 20 euro games. Um, again, that that budget permitting, I will I will try and get to. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep. And, I, and plus, like I still want to tip away at Zelda. Like I I I I'm still only two divine beasts in on that, so I obviously still have a decent chunk of game left on that one. Um, so I want to get back to that at some stage. But yeah, tons to be playing anyway. So, uh, but no no new games to discuss. So with all that said, I guess we can jump into the wrestle talk for this week. Can do. Uh, uh, we've got a bit of uh, news uh, we can discuss. We don't have it on the list here. I just want to add this in. Uh, Emma, uh, the former Emma, Tennille Dashwood, she was in talks with Stardom, uh, or up until recently, and it came out this week that those talks fell apart due to her demands, uh, what, what she requires. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma's current going rate on the Indies is... 2000 or this is what this is her initial offering right is at two thousand dollars per match uh first class transit which is the type of thing your your albertos and Rey mysterios your your real elites uh ask for and um complete creative control uh on her bookings and uh, this this got people quite in a tiz um you know, consternation that she would ask for this stuff. And I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of think that maybe the price is a little much, but the rest of it, I don't know. I, I, I don't see any problem with it, with an indie wrestler wanting to have a bit of creative control over, you know, how they're used. I think to some extent, every single indie wrestler on the planet has creative control. They decide where they go and who they work with. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so if, 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 if someone's like, you're, you're coming in here, and you're wrestling a scrub, a local scrub, and we want you to lose because, you know, we got to put our, our trainee girl over. And, you know, I think she's perfectly entitled to say no. Tons of wrestlers do. I mean, you know, it's kind of been a running joke for a while that I, you know, you probably can count on one hand how many times Cody Rhodes has lost since he left WWE. Uh, I don't think that's an accident. Um, so, I don't know. I, one thing I will say is that 2000 is pretty steep. Um for for an un you know a, a basically an unpushed television star um you know that's that's a that's pretty much the price that a lot of your your top level indie stars are charging so some top level indie stars are charging less um uh for that and so you know your 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 OTTs etc you'd be hard pushed to justify 2 grand for for Emma to come in and you know lose to Martina <laughs> yeah that's fair um, enough. I don't know what you two make of that. If you you know if you'd be interested in seeing Emma, if you were a promoter, you know, I think it's worth it. Do you think? Do you think she's adding you know a hundred a uh, hundred ticket sales to justify that price? Yeah. For Emma. Yeah. No. No, I mean the type of venues you're talking about as well. That's you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you know, she's yeah. If you're if you're in a if you again to stick with the OTT example, 
if you're in a, a Tivoli theater that's like, you know, 550 or whatever, so it's like basic, you know, when you factor in that it generally sells that anyway with the regulars, it's like impossible to justify the that extra two grand because there's, there's not enough tickets to sell to make it up, you know, so I think that's fair. Um, I think a lot of um, WWE women specifically, I know uh, Taryn Terrell, you know, formerly WWE, formerly TNA, I remember when she first left WWE, she was charging something insane, like five grand um, an appearance. And that's and this was like before she was kind of respected as a wrestler. She obviously improved a lot in impact. This is when she was coming off the ECW general manager role and the, um, you know, the, the, you know, the dark days of wrestling on SmackDown, having short matches. I think maybe Emma might... Um, she might smarten up, I guess. Maybe, maybe lower that price or what. But we, we we'll see. I just thought that was an interesting story because people got very angry at it um, uh, for, for whatever reason. So uh, let me see here. Other elsewhere in the news, uh, John Cena was added to Team SmackDown for Survivor Series. This uh, this John Cena free agent business is is. It's pretty much just them saying whenever they want John Cena to do something, uh, a wizard did it. It's especially weird for this whole like Raw versus SmackDown blood feud to have just one yeah. guy who flits around to be like, I'm Team SmackDown now, and then he'll be on Raw immediately afterwards again. It's like, yeah, he, he's, I, I mean, I guess he was a regular for SmackDown for a, a year or so there, but then they just kind of arbitrarily declared him a free agent. And what did he do? Like on the He had like with the, ma- with the match with Roman Reigns. Yeah, the match with Roman Reigns. And so, like, was that match so important that you had to basically make him a free agent? Just a- I don't know. I don't know. I th- it's so wacky. It's so wacky. Um, but um, uh, let me see here. Uh, it's, you know, it is what it is. I think, again, I think with, with they just, they, they maybe wanted to add, you know, a, another name to, to the match. So, so the SmackDown team... Uh, is Randy Orton, John Cena, Shane McMahon, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Bobby Roode. So, you know, I guess they're trying Bobby Roode, but but, um, he seems like he seems like the odd one out. Uh, I'm I'm interested in Survivor Series. I will... um, (laughs) Speaking of the odd one out, Team Raw, Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Smojo, and Jason Jordan. Oh... Well, yeah. I can't wait for Kurt so, Angle and Jason Jordan to be the, the remaining father-son survivors. Oh my god, Brock versus AJ. <laughs> you not, just, Joe's had a revelation on air here. Just looking at the card. Yeah, yeah. So, so just on the subject of Kurt and Jason, you reckon it comes down to them two and, and they do a turn? Oh no, I wouldn't imagine so. What, Jason Jordan what? eliminated? Jason Jordan, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. man. Jason Jordan is... Because here's the thing. Here's here's what I... I like Survivor Series matches in general, but it's kind of a, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, because I I like them in theory, but they always have the same tropes, and they're always, like, my least favorite tropes. You know, uh, uh, there was someone else on on these teams that you just know are going to turn on each other. Oh, Joe and Balor, you know someone's... Someone's just getting disqualified by using a chair on their own teammate or some shit like that. Uh, the women's match has Asuka in it. You know Asuka is not getting beaten. And I, I mean, maybe maybe she's just going to win. But I have a funny feeling she's going to, like, you know, 
put someone in the in the the choke. They get the ropes, and she just sits there for the five count and gets DQ'd. You know, all the we've seen all we've seen all these things ten million times, and so you know, I would kind of roll my eyes if Angle or if Jordan turned on Angle. But at the same time, I think I think they desperately need to uh, to inject some life into Jordan. Yeah, um, see, it's, it's such a it's such a flop. It really is. Um, and plus, you know, I think I think doing I think Jordan versus Angle is a more interesting direction. If Angle is going to have a match at Mania, then anything involving Triple H, fucking Randy Orton, John Cena, any of that shit, I don't care. Any any of the other old people they pit against the other old people, um, I, I don't want any of that. I'm way more interested in Angle versus a younger guy. Um, so that's that's just me. I don't know if if you would care for that. I don't know that I even care for for Angle Jordan to tell you the truth. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they do with Jordan. They, they they've kind of they've done that thing where they 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 book themselves into a situation and now they have this this kind of DOA Jason Jordan who they just have throwing celery at Elias Samson. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. It's a real, real weird situation because he was in NXT with with that tag team, or before, let's say before American Alpha, when he was on his own, he was floundering. They put him with Chad Gable. American Alpha became a thing. Super good chemistry. And then they brought they brought him up to SmackDown and didn't didn't do anything at all with them aside from this one kind of brief title run where they were champions, but didn't didn't uh, appear on SmackDown most weeks. Didn't do anything. And uh, then he was then he was over to Raz Karanga's son. I don't know. I, it it might just be a it might just be a Jason Jordan thing where where like as part of American Alpha he could kind of rely on on Gable because uh, kind of Jordan was the hot tag of the of the team, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, him on his own. I don't know that he has the the charisma. I don't know that he had. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Don't know. So uh, what, I, what I'd be worried about is him and Angle, like th- that being how you use Kurt Angle for WrestleMania. We might look back on that in a few years ago as a, a Jericho Fandango deal. Maybe that's not a, yeah, it's not a bad comparison. Uh, let me see here. So yeah, that's uh, the SmackDown. As Joe alluded to, obviously yeah, the uh, the uh, you know new main event is is or well we would assume the main event AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar. So that's happening as well. Um, so uh, the WWE are in the UK, uh, or they're they're finished now, but they were in the UK uh, during the week, and the details on this remain sketchy. But uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were sent home from the tour for something. That's that's about the crux of all the confirmed info we have. Uh, there's a ton of conflicting reports about the situation. Basically, the gist of it seems to be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens may or may not generally not be the most popular people in the locker room, maybe due to their attitudes. That would not be unheard of in their careers. Uh, How vehement that is, we don't really know. I don't know that it's an Enzo situation where they're public enemy number one. I don't think it's that severe, but there was reports of one or both of them being grumpy and loudly complaining on a tour bus about the general state of things. I think Dave Meltzer came out and debunked that. There was talk that 
in a segment on SmackDown after a, a, a Sami Zayn uh, Kofi Kingston match that the that the two heels were supposed to get beaten up and run off by the New Day, and that segment did not end that way. They just they simply fled the scene, and there was reports that WWE were annoyed that they did that. They were supposed to stay and get their asses kicked, which again that has been disputed by some people. A whole lot, a whole lot of reporting on things, and then a whole lot of people saying, "Oh well, I don't know. That's not what I heard." You know, a whole lot of that going on, and so hmm. we don't really know. Uh, and and the, the general uh, consensus does appear to be, however, that they'll be on SmackDown this coming Tuesday. So it is not any kind of long-term suspension. It is not any, t- any kind of, you know, uh, obviously people with, with recent, you know, Neville, Jimmy Jacobs uh, situations, people were, were revving their engines at the thought that these two might, might leave the company and, and go back to the Indies and what have you. Uh, it does not appear to be that severe. So whatever the situation is, it's it's most likely going to be a, a cooler heads will prevail type situation, but uh, very odd, a very a very odd um, uh, story. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I watched SmackDown and I didn't get any kind of weird vibes off their segment of you know oh something's yeah. gone wrong there or oh they're 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 going into business for themselves. I, it was just the most mundane everyday segment. So. I don't know. Kind of, kind of. Obviously, we don't know the the inner workings of the biz and so on and so forth. But it did kind of strike me as a, you know, like an overreaction over the smallest thing. You know, um, I saw someone liken it to the uh, the Vince McMahon Tyus O'Neill situation. Yeah, maybe a little bit like that. But then, yeah, as you said, they also have priors. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, you know I, I don't I don't imagine one or both of them you know possibly can you know rub people the wrong way. Uh, I think we talked on this show before about those weird segments that were obviously being done to make Sami Zayn out to be a goof mm-hmm. and an annoying over talking uh, geek. Um, and, you know, obviously Owens has had, you know, very public issues with, you know, Jim Cornette, Davy Richards, um, you know, Mike Quackenbush and stuff like that. I mean, you know, it, you know, they're not people who mince words. They're people who, who believe in themselves and, and, and all that stuff. So, so, you know, and that's all. And it's just it's a very weird environment to be in when you're confident and you believe in yourself. Uh, and, and, yeah, I think it was actually Meltzer as well who, who said, you know, it's impossible to predict what will happen, you know, when you look at the tightest thing. And that was, you know, Vince just... Having having that that weird split second reaction and sixty day suspension and what have you. So anyway, that, again, that's a weird story. I, I I was gonna say you know we might have more on that next week, but this happened like a week ago, and uh, you know details on it were fuzzy at the time and remain somewhat fuzzy. You know, it's like a lot of stuff has been debunked, but not a lot of stuff has been offered in its place as um as actual substantive, you know, reasoning. I, again, it's one of those things that I'm sure in a few weeks' time we might have an answer, but uh, not right now. Uh, just earlier today, um, <laughs> uh, Triple H posted a video on the old Twitter.com. And what did he say, lads? He said, going to India soon. And I was asked if I would step back in the ring. I don't know who's asking Triple H if he'll step back in the ring there. <laughs> For, for their for their house show, oh, and he and and he goes, I will on one condition, 
if my challenge will be accepted by the modern day Maharaja <laughs> Jinder, Jinder Mahal <laughs> and yeah. so Jinder, Ma- Jinder Mahal goes on the old Twitter and he says yes I will face you Triple H in I believe New Delhi I don't know how many dates they're doing in India but they're at least doing one and that's the match so so God bless the poor Indians in attendance who are going to have to fucking watch that snooze fest Uh, (laughs) I'm going to look up actually how many dates they're doing because of course the big the big uh, theory and it's not any it's so December is the um, is the India tour uh, WWE India Tour 2017. I'm assuming they have more than one date because the big speculation is that they will read, they'll do an AJ gender match and gender will win, um, which I think is a very safe bet. You know, it, to, to do a um, to do a uh, uh, a switch in India with gender makes sense since you put so much time and effort into it. Um, you know, they they, they surely should. Um, let me see here. Let me see. I only see one date. Weird. Yeah. Okay. I guess one date. So yeah. I guess. I guess maybe not. Uh, so anyway. Uh, you know. I, I think most people probably assumed that they would do an AJ match, but this is this is certainly a direction Triple H has finished being in the Shield now. <laughs> so he'll, he he wants to face the modern day Maharaja. Um. Uh. So so that's something. Uh, and those shows, by the way, I, I don't believe will be airing or taped or pay-per-views or anything like that. They're just house shows. Um, uh, we got Lucha Underground renewed for season four. Uh, <laughs> Bound for Glory made of enter Johnny Mundo was in the the, the reveal uh, trailer. So I'm assuming if I if I turn on Impact uh, next week, you know Johnny Impact will be going back to his home planet. Um, just very abruptly edited out of things. Uh, or, you know, the new day for TNA, maybe they'll, maybe they'll, you know, just they'll play ball and they'll let him work. Well, they, they, they have quite a few people on, on impact these days who are, who are there with the whole triple A relationships. They have, he but that's, their... that's, that's triple A branding and they're under their triple A gimmicks. Um, yeah, but Johnny, like, Johnny Mundo is on triple A as well. He's their champion still, isn't he? Well, well, but that's, I mean, but that's, yeah, I mean that's that's fine, but it's just it's it's a it's a weird thing where he's basically the same character, you know. They, Johnny, even though he has a different name, you know, John Hennigan is the same guy on on both shows. It's not like you know, Hijo del Fantasma. He wears a different mask and goes under a different name. On yeah, but Luch- Tejano on- is on it as well as on AAA, and yeah, I guess. But again, that's his shoot kind of—not his shoot name, but his like that's his his regular wrestling gimmick. He didn't get a new character. Again, it's all very murky waters. I'm not, you know, I, I I'm not quite sure uh, uh, what is and isn't prohibited. I don't, I I just I don't really know. I don't know that that Lucha Underground would necessarily want their main eventer to also be an impact main eventer you know like that's that's a lot different from you know tejano you know? <laughs> um, absolutely um uh, yeah so but but you know what good for them people like i know i fell off lucha underground long ago uh people people do still like some people still like it um and obviously you know it's a job for a lot of people um and, and and to give to give them their credit, you know, I mean, they basically made Pentagon a star in this part of the world in the U.S. So, 
So, you know, their contributions are appreciated. Um, I don't know that I'll be going back to it anytime soon, but um, it's, you know, any, anytime a wrestling show continues to live, it's good. Except for Impact. If, oh, oh. Did you not watch Grado versus Abyss? No. Oh. Heard it was bad. Anyway. Um, let me see here. So, yeah, that's, that's you know, that's Lucha Underground. Where the fuck did that stupid notepad go? Let's see here. Oh, I got it here. Uh, there was a... He, this is a weird one. Yeah. There's a, a UK title match added to the NXT TakeOver event, which is not today. It's it's next week, is it? Next weekend is, is yeah. TakeOver and Survivor Saturday. Series, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, that is the War Games uh, uh, NXT show. Six-sided ring. Six-sided ring, uh, penalty box, hang the title, all that stuff. Um... Uh, and so they added a fucking great match on paper yeah. that would that I, that I would love to just, you know, on, on the merits of just this, the quality of this match on paper alone, I'd love to stay up and watch. Pete Dunn, one of the best in the world, versus Johnny Gargano, also one of the best in the world. Uh, now, it's a UK title match, which is very weird, which tells me maybe the future of this title is not segregated in its own little division, but rather maybe this will be NXT's uh, intercontinental title, perhaps. Um, mm-hmm. Where, you know, it, maybe you'll, you'll have your UK flavor on the show, but it will not be restricted to them. I'd be fine with that. Some people were very, again, like the Emma thing, some people were just inexplicably angry about this. I don't know why. I'll tell you what I was angry about, though. This isn't going to be on the, uh, the broadcast for... for um, <laughs> For takeover, not the pre-show, not the main show, nothing. This is a a dark match for the Texas crowd for reasons that are frankly inexplicable to me. I can't remember. Like they don't even really do. Well, it might it might be one of those, one of those things where they 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 show it on the following week's uh, NXT. Like generally, sometimes for takeover they do that where they have uh, their their card, obviously their their main card, right, which is shown on Saturday night. And then they tape like yeah. a geek match and they show that like. The following week, a bonus match from Takeover, which is shown a week afterwards when everybody knows the, the results. Of so, I mean, yeah. at, at best, it might be one of them. Um, Hopefully, yeah, because that would be a criminal match to waste, you know. But um, I forget if you brought it up yeah. as well, but obviously, this is the first non UK guy challenging for the title. Yeah. So, what does that mean the title is then? Yeah, they and, and WWE haven't really offered any kind of. Uh, um, suggestion as to what that means um so i i guess you know maybe time will tell like i said i, w- I wouldn't mind if it was um like uh, an nxt mid card belt yeah yeah or or you know and just the title that hey all the uk lads go for it but it, it can be contested between the other thing or maybe you know it's the intercontinental belt but also whoever has it you know goes to icw every now and then and has a, a uk title match there which mm. pete dunn has done uh, I like, you know, I like, I like the idea of that thing being defended internationally. You know, over here, it's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, we'll see. So uh, yeah, I think the more, the most noteworthy aspect of it is that they, it appears they are not airing it. Um, but again, we'll we'll cross our fingers for the following week's television. Um, yeah. So so that was that. I think that was the uh, the news for the week. Uh, either of you lads watched the uh, ESPN thing on Flair? No. No, uh, I didn't either. I I have it, but I have not watched it yet. 
I did get a reply off the ESPN producer man. Good. He was Go looking on. for suggestions for new um, new wrestling subjects to cover uh, for ESPN Thirty for Thirty. Yeah. Um, so I suggested uh, China entering the corporate rumble. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "How about how about just one on China in general?" Uh, and I said, uh, "No, thank you." <laughs> so, uh, oh well, you try. Oh, I love Twitter. I can't believe it's free. I get to. Yeah, I know it's great. Serious people. <laughs> I just see the tweet now. Yeah, I just yeah, I just love going back. You know, just, I'd rather have nothing if you're not going to do it my way. Um, um, that's that's good stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to see this now myself. But no, yeah, um, I want to I want to get around to watching that at some stage. In fairness, China entering the corporate rumble is the peak of wrestling. So yeah, they should do a thirty for thirty about it. Yeah, more so than Ric Flair. <laughs> that's all the news then for the week, isn't it? Yeah, so uh, Paul, uh, so did you watch SmackDown this week? I, did, I watch SmackDown every week, Barry. I've, I haven't missed a SmackDown in about a year and a half. It, w- it was the one from the UK. Do you know what they don't do anymore on the UK shows? The little phone booth and the little taxi oh. cab. Yeah, the, the, the taxi shit is Thank gone. Yeah, God. yeah I'm hap- I was happy to see the back of that, to be fair. Um... So let me tell you about this show, right? Um, Shane Man came out and brought out the New Day because they had interrupted Raw the night before and cost the Shield the tag team titles, which probably leads me to believe they'll they'll probably do Shield versus the New Day at Survivor Series, which would be kind of a dream match, to be fair. Um, this one they brought out Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and they had the the Kevin uh, the Sami Zayn Kofi Kingston match, which led to the aforementioned. Um, shenanigans let's say um we then had a, a, a bludgeon brothers promo which apparently there's there's rumors that they're dropping the bludgeon brother the bludgeon brothers gimmick because they were they were just in their usual gear on a house show in the week the yeah the white yeah. beer and jeans and the the jumpsuit so i don't know um which i'm kind of not that the the, the 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 you know gimmick had legs or anything but i'm kind of sad that i'll never see the the light of day um but I, there was nothing about it that made me want to see it to be honest no but i mean the, the, the only thing i would want to see less is them doing their same old shite that they were doing oh well you know years. what you know what you are you are right you are right because i because like the, the the thing i like least about it is the fact that it's another luke harper eric growing team so you're you're spot on um they, they had oh, by the way this is nearly should have been the news they had an intergender match on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the first one in about a decade. Uh, Becky Lynch against James Ellsworth. Um, now, in fairness, they did not exactly have the... It doesn't count. Natty is shown that it doesn't count. It does count. He is technically a man. It wasn't exactly what you get in Lucha Underground with, you know, unprotected chair shots to the head of a woman. Or, and like... Uh, like Leo a- Shirai and Pentagon. <laughs> A pile driver to Ivalese and this kind of stuff. It was very, very tame. Um, Becky Lynch did win with the uh, the arm bar that she does. The the, the I, got, I didn't watch it, but I saw a gif. Mm. And let, let me tell you, 
it's well known that Mr. Ellsworth is more of a manager lately than a uh, a very active pro wrestler, because uh, he wasn't exactly the narcissist, you know, Lex Luger <laughs> uh, back in the day when he was when he was wrestling AJ Styles. Woo! That boy been in catering. Let me tell you. Ah! Are you suggesting that he's more um, earthquake than Paul Roma? I, well, like you know, I mean, his 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 gimmick of late is that he's just not even Carmella's manager. He like just like he walks around on all fours while she has him on a leash. You Are you know? saying he's not so much Rick Martel as Thick Martel? Oh. And yeah, and not, and not thick with two C's either. There's just a good old fashioned CK on there. Although two C's might be his brass size these days. Oh Jesus! Hello. Anyway, and he was you know it's like never mind never mind the the gender issue. This match was farcical because it was a guy looking like Ellsworth against you know an athlete in the prime of her physical condition, Becky Lynch. You know with you know with her traps and her her her, her muscles, you know. She's an in-shape ass and, 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 and... Her traps and her muscles. Well, well yeah, she has big traps and big muscles. She's a, she's <laughs> but the traps a, are muscles, aren't they? Well, uh, but traps and also other muscles. The the, the buys and the tries. Yes, yeah, like in, in, in great physical condition. And it's like, it was like, a, it was like we were at the circus and it was like a Becky Lynch wrestles a fan challenge, you know? <laughs> um, which, to be fair, that's like Ellsworth's whole career. But anyway. Yes. Um, so anyway and then we had uh, the, yeah. the weirdest part of the show where we had a, a WWE tag team title match which was Chad yeah. Gable and Shelton Benjamin against the Usos which you're thinking this would be a good match right uh, what happens at the end is um, they kiss <laughs> <laughs> no this was not OTT unfortunately um, you had Chad Gable gave one of the Usos a chop block on the outside right and then, cl- and then cl- he slides under the ring. So he's hiding under the ring now. And Sheldon Benjamin is standing in the ring looking at the Uso on the outside. And the ref starts counting. One, two, three. Because the Uso's on, on the floor, right? Yeah. Seven, eight, nine, ten. And they ring for the bell. And Benjamin was just standing there looking at him for the whole ten count as the challenger for the title. So I'm like, why, why is Sheldon Benjamin not climbing out of the ring, throwing the Uso into the ring so that they don't, you know, not win the belts. But yeah. that, that's exactly what they did. And then Chad Gable and Benjamin, like, celebrated their win. I, oh, I could not uh, believe I it. Hate when, I hate when baby faces celebrate pathetic shit like that. Why didn't they just try and win the title? Why is Benjamin looking yeah. at him? <laughs> oh, man, it we, was so we bad. the match, you geeks. <laughs> not only win the match, but he, he he just stood there. He was. It was like you remember. Um, God, this is. I'm pulling a, a real obscure one out of my ass here. There was that one um, TNA women's match where Rosita was gonna hit. Um, was Angeline Love with the title, and they were waiting for um, Velvet Sky to run in and grab the title off her. But Velvet oh, Sky was about man. a good 10 seconds late. So Rosita was just standing there with the stood belt. Stood there fucking forever. Oh my god. Time stood still. This was the sequel to that where Benjamin, I guess Benjamin was not supposed to realize that he that the Uso was being counted out. But Benjamin is just standing there like in the center of the ring watching the Uso being counted out from like 1 to 10 and does not move. 
I couldn't, I didn't understand what was happening. It was so stupid. Um, and then obviously in the main event, the big news of the week, AJ Styles defeated the modern day Maharaja, who will now speak I heard, I heard in his Mexican. language of Punjabi. Uh, which is my favorite. The only thing that Jinder Mahal does well is to say the word Punjabi. Um, what were we going to say, Bart? I, no, I just said I heard the match was good. It was pretty good. Um, Styles won with the forearm. And he's the new champion. Apparently the first time the WWE title has changed hands outside of North America. Don't know if yeah. that's true, but they said it was. I can't, I can't think of one. Um, it's yeah. really strange, this Survivor Series, how much... Like matches were set up and just have changed <laughs> so so often. It's it's, very, um, it's a very weird way of promoting a pay per view. Back in back in the day, like shows where they would do that would just die a death on um, on pay per view. It's part of why they got rid of um, King of the Ring. It's part of why they got rid of Cyber Sunday. It's when you when you don't have a card that people know what they're getting, they tend to never buy it. Likewise, any shows that were like decimated by injuries or drug test failures where they would swap it around last second. TLC is a good example. If a show like that happened in the pay-per-view era, you were almost guaranteed it would be a bomb. Uh, but look, it's n- new era. It doesn't really matter. I kind of like it, to be honest. I like that they looked at their current slate of champions and said this this can't be the card. It just can't be. It's just abysmal, especially with that match on top, Jinder and Brock. It would have been a, it would have been the pits. Um, but yeah, I was disappointed. It didn't leak yet. Maybe it maybe it did, and I missed it. I was waiting for the uh, the, uh, the Punjabi announcers um, clip to come out um, because because <laughs> the best the best thing about Jinder's push so far is anytime he did anything. Within a few days, someone would post a clip of them, and it, whenever if he wins the belt, it's like Jinder Mahal, Jinder Mahal, <laughs> just at the top of their lungs, just screaming about how great he was. It was awesome. I wanted to hear them weeping, openly weeping, about about this um, this slight against the people of India. But uh, yeah, so thus ends the, uh, the 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 modern day Maharaja. Um, his his journey in Atse, I I couldn't even ironically muster uh, uh, a single shite about his his reign. I, I it actively turned me off SmackDown, um, you know. And other other than this match, which I have not yet watched, but I do want to watch because people said it was good. Uh, I I didn't enjoy any of the matches. I thought like the the straight wrestling match with Orton was like okay, it was not bad, but it wasn't very good either. Thought the Nakamura matches sucked. Thought the Punjabi prison stuff sucked. Um, yeah, and I let me tell you how much I don't want to watch that match at Triple H. I'm glad it's not televised. Um, so yeah, we'll see what the long term plan is. Uh, even if even if they don't do it in India, I, I'd still put a, a put. I I'd, I'd pop a tenner on on uh, uh, the Maharaja winning it back before the end of the year. All right. So uh, I yeah. also I also watched an episode of Lucha Underground by the way. Since it's since it's not uh, completely dead, I said, you know what? Might as well watch those last few episodes that I just kind of put on the back burner. Um, so what I have left essentially is is um, the the episode before Ultima Lucha, and yeah. then the four episodes that make up Ultima Lucha. Yeah, when that was happening, I couldn't believe it. When people were talking about Ultima Lucha after four weeks, I was like, what the fuck? How are you people still watching this show? What's going on? But I guess they just extended it and extended it and extended it. Well, I mean, if it's four episodes and each one is 40, let's say 45 minutes, that does make up three hours. So 
that would be all right. Um. Anyway, I watched the the episode, which was the one before Ultima Lucha. Um. I guess the only thing notable to talk about was we had in action Melissa Santos in a tag match with Phoenix against Mary the Moth and Mariposa. And they, what I'll say is they they really did their best to edit to make that um, to edit Melissa Santos's moves to look good. That's <laughs> what I'll say. Um, okay. Because obviously she's not a wrestler. She doesn't exactly... Yeah. She's not exactly your, you know, Tony Storm or whatever. She's she is an ring announcer. And she did kicks and she did moves. And they were all right. She did well for for her level of experience. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have expected too much, to be fair. Um, they also had the Gift of the Gods title match. Uh, which ended in a double finish. A double pin. So, Son of Havoc and Pentagon are going to have a match at Ultima Lucha to find out who is the ultimate, Ultima winner. <laughs> um, nice. The 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 problem was though that that was a seven man match, right? The seven holders of the medallions. The match itself went about eight minutes, which is way too short for for that many people in a match. Um, and then the other match had Tejano in it. And you know that I'm not a huge Tano fan. No. So it was Tano against uh, AR Fox, who's pretty good. But it was it was Tano. So it was Tano good. Um. So <laughs> from next week, if I watch, if I continue to watch it, uh, the show at the, at the current rate, I'll be able to tell you a little bit about Ultima Lucha. Okay. Going forward, so. So there you uh, go. That's what I watched. Yeah. So uh, that. Um, uh, let me see here. Yeah, that brings yeah, us to like close. That's, everything. that's everything for this week. So next week it'll just be me and Paul. I'll, I'll be chatting about you know Dublin killers and all that jazz. Um, and uh, Joe will be off. He's uh, soaking it up in the in the I don't know the the five five nine. All right. 90210 and all that he's going to he's actually going to the temple uh, for, for filming season 4 of uh, of Beach Underground Booyaka, booyaka. Six, one, he, he's, going, he's going to be um, uh, holes in different area codes El, El Dandy Bratizimo <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no I am actually uh, El Hijo Del Big Daddy <laughs> uh, and they, instead of going like who are you it's going to que pasa que pasa que pasa que pasa um like that's that, I think that's I think that's what not even who like I'm dreadful like as if it's you know you couldn't be more obvious I'm a pasty white Irish person um <laughs> anyway me and Paul next week probably a bit of game guff bit of movie guff yeah, yeah. uh and all, and all the all the usual fun and games and um and all that jazz, you know, if there's any OTT updates, which I don't think there will be, but we'll chat about that. So, until then, folks, you can go to chairshoppodcast.com, check out that archive as described by Paul, send us an email, follow at chairshoppod on Twitter for more info. We'll be back next week. It's goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. It's goodbye from Joe Towner. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Mr. Paul Griffin. Goodbye. <laughs>